Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Having a New Year's resolution, I'd love to have a child next year. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. And that soundbite was the late Brittany Murphy to Access Hollywood in her last interview in 2009. Ugh, so tragic, but more about that specific quote later. Clearly, I've got a very different type of episode for you today. And I want to clarify that the claims I'm about to make are my own opinion based on facts that I've received. There's no sort of conspiracy. It's just my own opinion based on recent facts. So deal with it. Okay, so coming up in December, it's the 11-year anniversary of the death of Brittany Murphy the strange death of Brittany Murphy. Now, her death absolutely rocked me when it happened. Uh, So did Chris Farley's death, but that's for another day. Um, I loved all of Brittany's films. Clueless, Eight Mile, Girl Interrupted. I mean, not only was she insanely talented, but if you watch her interviews on red carpets and just the way she was in real life, she was just so likable, and she seemed like such a beautiful soul. So Britney's childhood, her parents split when she was super little, and Britney grew up with her mother, Sharon Murphy, in New Jersey. And then she convinced her mom to move to L.A. so she could pursue acting, which she had done as a kid, and she just fell in love with it. And her first real big break was Clueless. Um, She had done a lot of other smaller things before that, but Clueless was her big break. She was 17, and I think everyone can agree that she kind of unintentionally... unintentionally stole the movie away from Alicia Silverstone just because of her on-screen presence and talent and likability. From then on, she became a Hollywood household name. Now, Britney notoriously had a lot of failed relationships. You could tell she always wanted to find a partner and she was always looking for love. Um, her relationships with Ashton Kutcher, Eminem, they both failed. She, you know, she had a thing for dating the leading men. And then she was engaged to both the talent manager and then later a production assistant that she met on the set of the film Little Black Book. While Britney was trying to find love, she was also busy shutting down tabloid rumors about her weight loss in the early 2000s. All of the headlines were saying that she did drugs and cocaine made her lose all of this weight, but Britney was adamant that she barely even drank alcohol. And I think later we all will find that to be true. Um, Now, her relationship with her mother, this is a little perplexing to me. Britney still lived with her mom And she was in her 30s. And it seemed like Sharon, her mother, had really conditioned her to believe that she couldn't function without her, like, at all. When in reality, it seemed like Sharon Murphy was the one who couldn't function without Britney. 
In 2007, Brittany very quietly surprised everybody when she married British film screenwriter Simon Monjack, who no one even really knew she was dating. Brittany was 30 and Simon was 38, and it was said that the pair actually met in Hollywood when Brittany was only 17 and she was too young to date Simon, but they had kept in touch and um, eventually they reconnected and fell in love. There were rumors that Britney married him to get him his green card because he was British. But genuinely, I think if you look back on on the rare footage that when you see them together, they seemed so happy. So the news of Britney and Simon as a couple really shocked a lot of people. Simon at the time wasn't conventionally handsome, although you can definitely tell that he was attractive in his prime. And the only press he had prior to Britney was negative press about, you know, him disputing his writing credits in the 2006 film Factory Girl, some credit card fraud stuff, and overstaying his work visa. I mean, nothing super serious, just a little odd. Um, Simon and Britney ended up buying Britney Spears' Hollywood Hills mansion as newlyweds. And guess who moved in with them as well? Shocker, Sharon Murphy. Now, I love my mom dearly, but if I'm a newlywed, I'm going to be like, hey, mom, I'll buy you a house next door, but you can't live with us. <laughs> um, anyway, so Britney's last film um, before she died that she was shooting in 2009 was titled The Caller. And she was fired, apparently, because Simon had showed up onto the set drunk and Britney basically stuck up for her husband and shot back at the production crew and and they fired her. And I don't know how true this is. There must be some sort of truth to it but there were other rumors that she seemed high on set who knows people love to talk but basically simon got a bad rap for being not a great influence on britney and again i think britney seemed very happy so i'm not sure how much of that was true so anyway i'm on youtube and i'm doing some research about this and i came across an interview that britney did with access hollywood literally two weeks before she died 17 days it was heartbreaking because, as you heard from that quick clip that I played at the beginning of this, she said in the interview that her New Year's resolution was to have a child. Oh, that just makes me so sad. But um, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. The point I want to make here is if you look up this interview with Access Hollywood, you can Google it. You know, Brittany Murphy's last interview. Um, she looks amazing uh super healthy not too skinny her skin is glowing and she's making perfect sense speaking eloquently and she seems perfectly fine so the week leading up to her death Brittany had been claiming that she felt sick she didn't feel good so that would mean she had like one week after this access hollywood interview where she felt fine and then i'm guessing she started to decline after that so Here's where I get a little conflicted. Apparently, Brittany was exhibiting signs of sickness, like flu-like symptoms, but she and Simon weren't big on doctors. Some even said they were quote-unquote holistic, but she was taking some over-the-counter cold meds, I mean, I guess as a last resort. But eventually, when all was said and done, both Simon and Brittany's mom, Sharon, had tons of prescription medications in the house, none of which were found in Brittany's body. But nevertheless, 
they had it, which to me means they really weren't, quote unquote, holistic people, like it was stated on the IDTV documentary, Brittany Murphy Missing Pieces. Because I know people that are holistic and they don't have a prescription for Valium, Vicodin or Lorazepam, and Simon and Sharon did. So I guess the day before Brittany passed away, they had decided that she would see a doctor and she should see a doctor, but she never made it. Um, she ended up collapsing in her bathroom that day and her mom called 911. And at that point, she still had a pulse and she was rushed to the hospital where she was later pronounced dead. Now, this news, it shocked the world. Everyone jumped to the conclusion that she had overdosed as there was really no other explanation. And what was even stranger is that Simon Monjack didn't want an autopsy. He later said he didn't want to destroy her quote unquote perfect body. So that really sounded a few alarms to, to police from the beginning. Um, but Brittany did end up having an autopsy, and about two months later, they came to the conclusion that she had died of pneumonia with secondary factors of anemia, which is an iron deficiency, and various medications, which some outlets argue as prescriptions and some over-the-counter. But most people, including myself, are like, what? I just don't buy that. She was a healthy 32-year-old, so you're telling me she died of pneumonia and anemia? How does this happen? So what was even stranger is that after her death, Simon Monjack and Sharon Murphy immediately were seen in the media. They posed for these really weird photo ops together, and Simon even contacted their outlet Radar and gave them a tour of his house, which he and Sharon still lived at together. And basically, he even showed them where Brittany died in the bathroom. Even Simon's own mom, Linda, was like, yeah, I really don't know why he did that or acted like that. Um, but I actually, I side note, I can't wait for you guys to hear my interview with Linda that's coming up. She's amazing. Um, anyway, Sharon and Simon were definitely getting some looks. It was also said that Sharon moved into Simon and Brittany's bedroom and slept in the same bed as Simon because they were comforting each other. That's so weird. And yeah, mom, if I die, please don't sleep in bed with my husband. Thank you. Um, just kidding. Bad joke. Poor taste. But Okay, there really is no truth in the romance between Sharon and Simon per Linda Monjack, and I believe her. So, shit gets real barely six months later when Sharon Murphy calls 911 because Simon Monjack is laying in bed and unresponsive. She calls 911, but in the end, it's too late. Simon is pronounced dead at the scene at the age of 40 years old. And soon we find out that the cause of Simon's death is literally the same as Brittany, pneumonia and anemia. Now, at this point, everyone is totally shook. So this is really important. It was later discovered that Simon and Brittany's bedroom had excessive mold and mold spores that they were breathing in and living with for months and months and months. Now, black mold can absolutely cause pneumonia and it can also make you delusional. There were rumors that Simon and Brittany both had said they were being watched in the months leading up to their death. Sharon Murphy first said the toxic mold claim was ridiculous. That is, until it was time to sell the house. Then she tried to sue the house inspection company or something like that. But 
My whole thing is if the toxic mold thing is actually true, then why is Sharon completely fine? She was living in the same house and even the same room at one point. And she had 20-something years on both Simon and Brittany. So I guess, like, Sharon Murphy's the luckiest person in the world. Um, yeah, that was sarcastic. But I don't know. It's, it's basically, to me, it, it seems like everybody on the planet thinks or thought there was foul play in the deaths of Simon and Brittany, except for Sharon. Now, fast forward to 2013. Brittany's father, Angelo Bertolotti, was so convinced that his daughter was murdered that he arranged to have her hair tested. And what they found was heavy or elevated traces of metal, which could sometimes mean hair dye, or it could mean rat poison. Sharon Murphy, not surprisingly, put a stop to this immediately and said that Angelo was being ridiculous. He had no right. He had never been a father to Brittany anyway. Angelo passed away in 2019 and the investigation um, died with him, unfortunately. So now, according to a recent article in E! News by Natalie Finn, she says, at this point, the case seemed finally destined to rest. But in 2016, with true crime and reinvestigations all the rage, forensic pathologist Dr. Cyril Weck told E! News that based on what the hair test uncovered in 2013, he would have reopened the Murphy case. Quote, I would have checked to see if the private lab results were valid and if they could be corroborated and analyzed whether there was exposure and where did the exposure come from, Weck said. You have two people, a husband and wife, dying five months of each other and not engaging in any wild speculation with two people dying five months apart. You've got to check it out. And I still don't know what happened. End quote. So I'm wondering here, Sharon Murphy, what are you hiding or what do you know? I just don't think that if 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 a family member of mine passed away and, and there was foul play suspected and somebody wanted to do additional testing, I don't think I would stop them. I think I would want to know what really happened. So the investigative journalist in me, which I am not at all, um, really wanted more information. So I tracked down Simon's mother, Linda, in London, who I mentioned before, and she agreed to have a conversation with me. Now, Linda... I was attracted to her persona after watching the IDTV special in May because Linda was just so real. She just, she didn't sit there and say, oh, my son was perfect, blah, blah, blah. She was so real about things. And honestly, the conclusion that Linda and I came to was that Linda would reopen this case, Brittany and Simon, if it weren't so expensive. And that's a great point. It's something I didn't even think about. Like, who knows how much money it is to resume a body and do extra testing. I don't even know. So I'm going to play for you my conversation with Simon's mom, Linda, Brittany's mother-in-law. And I think you're going to find a lot of it to be interesting and also a lot of it to be completely heartbreaking. She offers a lot of new information, which has my mind turning and turning and turning. And I think this is just going to be part one of my investigation into this. And I want to add that as soon as we got off our Zoom call, Linda emailed me and said, Lauren, I forgot to tell you a few things. Simon had finally gotten Brittany to move with him to New York without Sharon. I had forgotten, but it was the first time she would have been away from Sharon. Also, 
Brittany found it difficult to walk upstairs. She used to come upstairs to talk to me on Skype and often arrived out of breath. So that could be important to keep in mind. Were they planning on leaving Sharon? And did she find out? And is that some sort of motive? I don't know. All I know is that Linda sheds some light on some weird stuff that Sharon did after Brittany and Simon's death. And again, I know that people act differently after loved ones passed away, and I'm not accusing her of anything. I am just speculating. These are my own opinions. So keep all of this in mind as I play my discussion with Linda Monjack, Simon's mom, and Brittany's mother-in-law. Because you just state your relationship with Brittany Murphy. Yeah, Brittany Murphy was my daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I had I met her once, but we had a Skype relationship. So mm-hmm. similar to what we're doing now. I would talk to her every week. And she was, um, she was a fantastic person. She had full of energy and fun, but she was terrified of dying. It was the one thing that she was always said, I'm going to die young. And it was something that she almost knew. And we would discuss that. And I would say to her, um, because I'm quite spiritual, but I didn't pick that up. Mm-hmm. But I did say to her, you know, you, it is what it is. I'm sure you'll be fine. You know, the sort of things that you would say. Mm-hmm. But it was a very, very strange and weird uh, way that she died. Yeah, right. Um, and you, you're a hypnotherapist by trade. That's your job. What is that exactly? No, I have had two careers. I was, a, I was an artist. I was a designer for... I went to St. Martin's and was a designer in London and was a designer for 30 years. And then I thought, this is too backwards. I can't cope with it. So I retrained. But my husband, Simon's father, died of a brain tumour. So he was ill from 29 to 36. So I did another degree. So I've actually took my then. So then I went back to my second degree. So Wow. Linda, you you were like a pillar of strength here. Not to be corny, but dear Lord. Life is for the living. Lauren life is for the living and yeah. you should ever forget that mm-hmm. and to you'll get your chance I personally think I'll get my chance with my son again but while I'm on this life I have to I have another son I have children grandchildren I've got yeah. to you know I've got to be you know yeah you have to be present where you are and I actually I believe in that too um so I'm I'm very confident that you will get another chance with, with your son. I, I firmly believe that. Um, two things to say to him as well. <laughs> I'm sure as a mother, you're like, all right. Yes. Well, so this is, and this is also what, you know, what I want to discuss because I, again, I'm not an investigative journalist and I know you seem very nice, but again, you seem realistic. I, I don't understand Sharon Murphy. And I, I, there's so many unanswered questions that I have that you probably can't answer. Nobody can answer. Right. I mean, you know, the only people that could probably answer are not with us anymore. However, Brittany, after she died, um, her father got her hair tested right in 2013 and it came back with traces of heavy metal, which can sometimes mean rat poison. Right. Now, when Simon passed away of the exact same thing that Brittany did, you know, pneumonia, anemia, 
Um, did you not have any sort, you didn't want to get his hair tested. You didn't even I think. Did. I didn't even think about it. Not at that time. Okay. I didn't know if all this was going on. I thought that it was the mold in the house because they had terrible mold on the windows and mold um, that isn't treated lets off spores and those spores can give you Legionnaire's disease. Yes. So we were convinced that he, he and Brittany both died of Legionnaire's disease. And the, the, right. the medical situation there was the coroner is not, um, I don't quite know how it all works in America, but mm -hmm. it wasn't very helpful, not really. I mean, I don't not right. say the wasn't helpful, but the actual system didn't allow for it. And the, 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 the police did nothing. And yet you would have thought yeah. that five, if two people, young people died between yeah. in five months, that alone to me would, would say it needed investigating. Right. And here's the biggest question is Sharon Murphy was the oldest of anybody and she lived in the same exact house, but she's totally fine. That's where I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, there, there, there is a sense in that. Oh. If, if the poor thing, if the spores mm -hmm. from the, because they lived in that room, there wasn't any mold anywhere else. It was only that room. that room, but okay. But then after the fact, Sharon Murphy moved into that room. I mean that, and that was a, another thing where you were like, I cannot explain that my son loves beautiful women. He's not gonna go and you know, sleep with her mom, but she was in that room for five or six months. And then, and then even more so after the fact. So that is where I'm like, I, and there was something I pulled up, right? Uh, it was, I pulled it up. There was Dr. Cyril Wecht. He had said, um, based on the hair test in 2013, what that had uncovered, that her father had said, you know, let's get this tested. What they uncovered, he said he would have reopened the case based on that, but nobody did. And this is my question. But why didn't they? I don't they know. There is a huge cover up somewhere. And I yeah. don't know why. You see, I could understand Sharon killing Simon because yeah. Simon took Shaq, took Brittany, sorry if I'm confused. Simon, no, Simon took Brittany away from mm -hmm. and, and and they, you know, she was so, she was, do you understand codependency? Yes. Well, Sharon and um, Brittany had, were codependent. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and her relationships, Brittany's never really worked out. Right. I mean, before Simon, she'd never been married. No. And the thing is, you know, codependency, if you understand it, is it's very toxic. Mm. And so therefore, if you have a codependent relationship, then the fact of losing somebody mm -hmm. can be too much for you to bear. So you could actually do something. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she did. I absolutely no. do. No. Yeah. No. I'm sure. Just speaking from codependency. Mm -hmm. So you have that situation where you could imagine her hating Simon so much that he was taking her away from a daughter who she had controlled. Mm -hmm. And Simon was definitely taking control away from Sharon. He was stopping her, uh, Brittany, doing things and making her do other things. Well, not making, but suggesting yeah. that she did other things. And it was definitely loosening the hold that she had. Perhaps she couldn't take it. I have no idea. Right, right. And, and it was, it was troubling also on the 911 call when she called about Simon and I'm 
again, I'm sorry if this is, I'm sure it's sensitive. So I do apologize, but she just said, baby, baby. She was calling him baby. And I found that she to be baby. Oh, she did. De- okay. So then you can clear that up. Cause I was like, I called. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that that's clear for me. Cause I was like, why is nobody talking about that? Her being like, baby, 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 wake up. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why? Like, that's what you call your, someone you're in like a relationship with. But so I guess my question really for you was just why, why did you not fight to get his hair tested? If, but, in, and I guess you are telling me that at the time you did not think anything sinister had happened. You genuinely did not. And that is why. I think my mind, I'm British. Mm-hmm. We don't, I'm not in the, in the scene of Hollywood or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost too phasmagorical for me to grasp that things like that could happen. I, that sounds very naive, I know, mm-hmm. but I didn't, re- I only thought of that. The only indication I had that things were really not right mm-hmm. was Sharon totally sabotaged the funeral, totally, of Simon. Um, oh. I didn't go to Britney's, I didn't go I wasn't there but with Simons because they were terrified I was going to um awful they did awful things really awful things when I think about it the week I was there because she phoned me at seven o'clock in the morning I was on a plane by midday Mm -hmm. uh, to go there and um when I got there she was having some sort of physiotherapy or something upstairs I mean she was carrying on her life as if you know you wouldn't and she had full makeup on. She had no. full makeup on and she just had physiotherapy. And I thought, this, oh is the, this is really weird. I mean, her daughter died five months ago. Her son, son-in-law just died. Yeah. His parents were coming. Yeah. And she had no, um, no, no greeting of us. Her friend greeted us. And anyway, oh, gosh. that was, and she said, where are you staying? I said, I'm staying here. Yeah. So just staying here. I said, well, this is my son's house. I'm staying yeah. here. Yeah. Right. And she was, she was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. That oh was weird. Then the next thing that was weird was I found the whole thing weird, to be honest, really weird. And I actually, I mean, there's so many things I could tell you, but it's only a limited time. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that is because I'm spiritual mm-hmm. and I am, um, a bit of a medium I am you know yeah. able to. I wanted to be with his spirit in the room on my own because it was very important for me to sit where his body had been because his mm-hmm. body had gone and just see that he had gone on that he wasn't his spirit wasn't lingering anywhere that he okay. had gone and they would not allow me to be in the room on my own with him they insisted on a security guard coming in and I said look you can search me before I go in you can search me when I you mean you mean I'm sorry the The that Simon died in the the bedroom but who's they Brittany's mother Sharon Murphy yes she put she put insure she actually stopped me from actually um being with my son spirit and I had to have a security guard and I said please leave and he would not it's just a bedroom I'm so confused by this Yes, in case I took anything, I think. I don't know. What the hell was in the bedroom that you were going to take exactly in her mind? Simon was an Andy Warhol specialist. He understood and co-wrote the film. Yeah. Oh, Factory Girl. Yes. And um, 
So he had some Andy Warhols and she said, oh, Simon gave them to Britney, they're Britney's. So I got absolutely nothing, not a thing. Oh my gosh. And anyway, so she, she didn't want me. Anyway, so that happened and then- Oh, I'm so sorry, Linda. Well, don't worry about it. It's done and gone and I'm moved on a light years from that. But right, right. the one thing that the funeral was a nightmare because she stopped the um, guy who was the financial advisor, stopped mm-hmm. all his friends coming. There was only a handful of people. They were all stopped at the gate. They weren't allowed in. And um, they had, he, she had armed guards on the funeral door. And I, it, the, the car that we had was an armored car. And I said to my other son, who had flown in, I said, I'm yeah. not going in there. And he said, no, I'll drive you in Simon's Jeep. Yeah. So went separately. And they had, they had machine gun men on the door. That's so weird. What What is the point of that? Well, I think that they were all terrified of something. All three of them were terrified of something. Who's Who's know. all three of them? Brittany, Simon, and Sharon. And Sharon. You think, oh, wow. Well, either they were all terrified of something, but something was not right. Yes, 100% something is not right. And, and I guess you believe something was covered up. I mean, right? This. Well, I can't, it's a difficult thing to say. I think something's covered up. I think possibly saying, I don't think everything added up made is more sense. Things don't add up. Right. Yes. Things don't add up. Yes. I can't say that there was any conspiracy. I can't say that things were wrong. All I can say for me personally, Mm -hmm. things not add up right that's that and that's exactly for me too like I said every documentary that you watch on this they say conflicting statements which really bother me I watched another one uh the other day and they had said oh you know Simon and Brittany they were suffering from pneumonia and they were really into like holistic medicine so they just didn't go to the doctor. They didn't, well, if that's the case, and why do they have all those prescription medications? You know what I'm saying? If you're holistic, you're, you're either holistic or you're not right. So why would you have prescription drugs if you're, so I'm just like that, that didn't really make sense to me. And then again, just the whole thing where, you know, it's like Brittany's hair was in the process of being tested and, and they found these, this, you know, this metal. And then, you know, a judge was like, no, that's a ridiculous claim. And Sharon Murphy said, that's ridiculous. And Sharon Murphy also said it was ridiculous about the molds until it came time to sell the house. And then when it was time to sell the house, she was like, oh, I'm suing these contractors and these people because there is mold after all. So it's going to lessen the value of the house, you know? So I don't know. I was just like, this doesn't. She was very well aware of the uh, problem with the house and she was told by Simon on several occasions and I know that so that is absolute a lie so she 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 doesn't see the truth like you or I yes right and and I think I it's interesting that you brought up you're, you know you're not naive clearly but you just could not fathom at the time that there would be some sort of foul play and at this point almost 11 years later are you kind of just like you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to dig further into it because I've moved on. I went through $30,000 in trying to get some of Simon's things and trying to get something because she said he had nothing. He had absolutely nothing, nothing at all. That's what she said, Sharon. 
yeah, till 48, you had nothing. Oh my God. So the thing is, and I couldn't, I didn't have the money to fight anymore. But yeah. I mean, she's even got his father's Omega watch, his oh, Siemens watch. And if he had nothing else, he had that. Yeah. And, and that should go to his brother. It certainly shouldn't be. In uh, Sharon Murphy's, yeah, hands. Exactly. So when's the last time you saw her, the funeral? Yes. Wow. So it's been 11 years. Has she ever reached out to you or never? Not even just as like grieving parents or just nothing. Have you ever tried to reach out to her? I don't like her. <laughs> right. I think she's syncophatic. I think she's completely in a, a fantasy world. I think she lives her life through her daughter and, yeah. and had all the gains of her daughter's wealth and did nothing other than create mayhem and upset. Right. right. And actually got Brittany to feel to be fearful without her. So I don't yeah. think I don't think she's a sort of person that I want to be in touch with, to be honest. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's I mean, especially just because so many things don't add up. Um and that's yeah, go ahead. The week, the three months before Simon died. I was speaking to him weekly, if not more, probably mm -hmm. more actually. And the deterioration in his physical being was absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. He went from being normal size to bloated, like he'd been pumped up with a bicycle pump. Yeah. This was this side. He was, he sort of got hunched up like this. Yeah. And I kept saying, what's the matter with you? Go to the doctor. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Either the medicine he was taking or he was being poisoned or something was happening. Now that poison could have been, he could have been doing it without realizing it. I realized it might not be somebody, I don't know. But don't it know, yeah. me, his hair mm. was wild. Everything was mad. Mm. And I, I, I cannot believe that that 911 call where Simon had a, Simon had a phone. Mm -hmm. And he called her for help. Sharon. And she, yeah. Yes. And this is on the phone. It was on the phone, but you know, messages don't stay. No. They get wiped. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, it only stayed for about a month. And that clearly stated, help me, Sharon, help me. And she didn't. I don't understand, though. He texted her and she just didn't come. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And she said she was asleep. Do you, and if it was at the time, I'm thinking 2009, was it like a Blackberry or an iPhone or was it? Yeah, it would have been, I don't know what it was. I think, I think it wasn't a black, I don't think it was an iPhone. Okay. Cause the, I think you're right. I think the Blackberry messages, if I'm not mistaken, did disappear. A, black, a Blackberry. I think. Right. Right. Oh gosh. And she said she was sleeping. She wasn't sleeping. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Who knows, Lauren, who knows, but. I think that I've often thought that I'd write a screenplay or write a, a book about my son's life. And Linda, and I think you should. I think it's so important. I like, I really don't think that you should, you should give this up because I, I think that, I think they need justice. I think something, like I said, I think but everything in America costs a fortune, Laura. No, you're so right. No, you're so right. You can't do anything unless you have thousands, millions 
of pounds and then you can do whatever you want but yeah it's just hard it's it's your hands are tied behind your back you know okay so i was a little shook when linda said that simon texted sharon murphy to help him and she did nothing i mean maybe she really was sleeping who knows but i think in the end we can all agree that things don't add up and Linda simply doesn't have the means to reopen this case. So I think that we leave this open-ended and we can potentially do a follow-up episode when there's more information out there. I, I just have to find it. There are so many weird things. Like why wouldn't Sharon let Linda be alone in the bedroom without a bodyguard? What, what is she hiding in there? That is just so strange to me. And I just think Brittany and Simon deserve justice. I mean, is there a chance that it was simply mold and pneumonia? Sure there is. But is there a chance that it was something more sinister? Absolutely. So not to sound like Robert Stack, but if you guys have any information about this case, please email me at lauren at magicshack.com and we can talk. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to this special episode of Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.